the tacit, hidden, unconscious logic of indirect language, of innuendo and euphemism, I came across another concept that turned out to be pivotal in my uh, research career and led to a whole slew of uh, studies in making sense of our social life. And that is the notion called common knowledge. Not in the sense of something that you expect to be the conventional wisdom, but in a technical sense that comes out of philosophy and uh, mathematical game theory. So what's common knowledge? Common knowledge refers to the state in which I know something, and you know something, and I know that you know it, and you know that I know it, and I know that you know that I know that you know it ad infinitum. And it turns out that common knowledge is different from mere shared knowledge. That is, two people merely knowing something. Different theoretically in terms of what is a rational strategy and different psychologically. So let me start with why, it may, why it's a, such a big deal. A good illustration of the uh, concept of common knowledge is the story of the emperor's new clothes. When the little boy said the emperor was naked, he wasn't telling anyone anything that they didn't already know, anything they couldn't see with their own eyeballs. Everyone knew the emperor was naked. So why was it such a climax of the story? Well, when the little boy blurted it out, he created common knowledge. Now, no one had to wonder, gee, is it just me? Everyone knew that everyone else knew that everyone else knew that everyone else knew the emperor was naked, and that changed their relationship with the uh, emperor. Uh, namely, they were no longer subordinates. They were licensed to, to laugh at him. They challenged his uh, authority. What that story tells us is that one of the things that common knowledge does is it can change our relationship model. Why would it matter so much? What's the difference between knowing something and knowing that the other person knows that you know that they know it? Well. Mathematicians and economists and philosophers tell us that common knowledge is necessary for coordination, for two people to arrive at the same option that benefits them both. And coordination dilemmas are ubiquitous in, uh, in life. Classic illustration comes from the philosopher Jean-Jacques Rousseau, who called it the stag hunt where imagine that you have two hunters. Rousseau wrote in the 18th century, there are no telephones or, or cell phones. So they are separated, they cannot communicate. Every day the two hunters can meet and either work together to fell a stag, which is a big meaty jackpot, but it takes two of them to fell one and they have to bring heavy hunting equipment, or they can work individually to go after rabbit. Easier to catch, one hunter can catch a, a rabbit, but of course there's a, a lot less meat. Now, how do they decide every morning whether to show up with the heavy weaponry for stag or the uh, lighter weaponry for rabbits? Well, it's not enough for a hunter to think, I'm in the mood to hunt stag today. It's not even enough for both of them to have that thought, because even if one says, well, I want to hunt stag, and I think my pal wants to hunt stag, the question is, does he know that I want to hunt stag? If he doesn't, even though I do want to hunt stag, he might think I want to hunt rabbit. Then he'd be stuck with the wrong weapons if he showed up with that mistaken guess, uh, and he might just do his easiest and bring the light weaponry for rabbit. It's not even enough for him to know that I think that he knows it, because unless he knows that I know that he knows that I think that he knows that I know it, it still would not make sense for me to take the chance that he will actually bring the, the, uh, the, the weapons for hunting stag. 
only if there's common knowledge. If somehow we could send up a smoke signal so we both knew both that the message was there and that the other guy got the message and we know that we that he got the message, that we could be confident that uh, we could coordinate on that choice. Social relationships are a kind of stag hunt. They're a kind of coordination game. There are many examples in formal institutions, driving on the right. Uh, there's no inherent advantage to driving on the right as opposed to driving on the left. There is an inherent advantage to everyone doing the same thing, whichever side it is, and everyone expecting that everyone else will expect that everyone will else will expect that everyone will drive on the right. This takes us back to relationship types. What makes us friends, uh, as opposed to one of us being able to boss around the other, or us being business partners? It's knowing that the other person knows that we know that they know that we know that they know that we're friends. If I think you're my friend, but you don't think that I think that you're my friend, we're kind of not friends. And that's the final reason why we avoid blurting something out when it uh, threatens a relationship. Namely, our relationships depend on common knowledge of the relationship type, and language, like the little boy shouting out the emperor is naked, creates that common knowledge. You can no longer deny it. You can no longer uh, deny that the other person uh, knows that you know it. So let's go back to the situation of a seduction. Why does Harry say, do you want to come up for Netflix and chill instead of you want to have sex? When any grown woman kind of knows what you know, Netflix and chill really, really means. Well, if he says, uh, do you want to come up for Netflix and chill? And she says, um, you know, no, it's kind of getting late. Um, you know, she knows that she's turned down a sexual overture. And he knows that she's turned down a sexual overture. But he doesn't really know for sure that she knows. She might think, well, maybe, maybe Harry thinks I'm naive. And Harry doesn't know that she knows that he knows. He might think, well, maybe she thinks I'm uh, dense. The lack of common knowledge means they can maintain the fiction of a platonic friendship, uh, even though the possibility of sex has been aired uh, enough for, for each of them to privately know that it was a possibility. But they can continue to pretend that nothing has happened because there's no common knowledge. On the other hand, if Harry was to say, um, do you want to have sex? And Sally says no. Well, now Harry knows that Sally knows and that Harry knows that Sally knows. The language generates the common knowledge. They can no longer maintain the fiction that they have nothing but a platonic friendship. And that is what can lead to that frisson, that discomfort, that embarrassment uh, that goes with a relationship mismatch. In this case, the mismatch between a sexual relationship uh, and a friendship. And so the ability of language to generate common knowledge, uh, I think, is what we use when we want to consummate a relationship in an unambiguous manner, but it's also what we try to hold back from when we want to tender an offer and uh, don't want to change the relationship type precipitously.